Hey everybody, it's your old pal Tom Tom here. Welcome back to the Song and a Friend podcast, the show that delivers a friend and a song, and a lot about both, and a little bit about me. The friend I'm talking to today is my good friend of many years, Eric Fisher. You'll hear more about how Eric and I know each other in the interview. But he, besides being a great husband and father and lover of music, a discerning eye of culture, and a super supportive friend, is a veteran podcaster. I'm just a clumsy beginner, but Eric has been making pods since the creation of the medium. Way back in the early aughts, he had a show called We're Both Right. That's gone away, but he is still the host of a long-running podcast called Beyond the To-Do List, which can be found wherever you get your podcasts. full title of the song we're going to introduce today is Charlie's Stepfather Was a Vicar.
or something like, no, no, you know, no, it's fine. You don't understand. You can be, yeah. in your, you can be in your bathrobe. So this is Eric Fisher. He's seen me make music almost for the entire time that I'm making it, probably with the exception of the first few years, but you know, that's not much compared to the grand total. We went to Indiana Wesleyan together and uh, had a lot of mutual musical friends and came up through the same neighborhood, if you will. Welcome, Eric. It's really great to talk to you today. Yeah, thanks for having me. And, you know, one of the other things we share is we have a lot of the same musical DNA. That's I right. We, we, we definitely do. I, I think some of, the, some of the, the artistic expressions that have been made by large, looming, <laughs> right. whatever you want to call it, uh, the, the milestones, a lot of them are similar for, for you and I. That's correct. When we were freshmen in college, passing by your dorm room and every once in a while hearing, hearing something come out of it that was familiar to me before I knew who you were. And so you're kind of on my radar for a little bit like, he, hey, he's that guy who, who listens to you too. He's that guy who listens to the choir. I, I think I could dig this guy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, my, like mile markers on our musical journey. And yeah. life journey, many of the same mile mark. So I've asked you to come on today and just kick around with me uh, a song that uh, I wrote mm, a little less than 10 years ago called Charlie, a little little pop rock song. And I'd love to hear what your thoughts or impressions are of it, Eric. Yeah. So, you know, one of the things that, I mean, and when this was great, because uh, being able to like do it the old fashioned way in a sense where you're reading the lyrics like we used to do. Right. Remember right. <laughs> every time we'd, we'd bring in, we'd bring something home and we'd go, we'd look over the, the documentation that would go with the music. That's we'd right. Look at, we'd read the lyrics and right, al- right along with, um, you know, listening to As the music. As it was playing. Right. As it was intended, I say. Uh, and, sure. uh, <laughs> And so it's it's funny to to do that again with this, and I actually really appreciated that. Um, and and in a sense, this is a really cool just story that even without the music, just reading it, you know, just reading the text of it, mm-hmm. you kind of get a sense of what's going on here and and who these people are, who the characters are, okay, what the actions are that are happening, and so on. And so, um. That's definitely that's definitely part of my first impression or or my impression I should say, um, and then of course I always just loved listening to you play and and sing sure. and do music so Thanks. that was kind of you know, um, and it and it just yeah I don't know I I I also I also get um, it's it's more storytelling or it's more narrative than say a, a lot of other types of songs mm-hmm. um, yeah. You know, even though there there are songs like, say, for Wil- there are like Wilco songs that maybe are telling a story, but the way that, and I think you and I have both read like how he he writes, yeah, um, right in the little book, which can be a whole other issue. Sure. It can be very abstract, and then you're allowed to assign your own meaning to it. This is right. less of a possibility with this. No, 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 kind yeah. of a song. So it's very that, that 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 was kind of the other thing that struck me is like. You either you either get the story right away, or you're curious about it and you're trying to fill in the blanks, but not in a like, I don't even have a you know I don't even have a clue what's going on kind of a mm-hmm. you know. <laughs> in, our, in other words, sure, I don't attach my own story to it per se. 
right. as much as I'm reading and absorbing the story. If that yeah. Makes sense. Okay. Well, I can shed a little bit of light onto some of that. Um, it feels it feels good to have somebody recognize that I'm trying to set a, a specific scene in a in a, mm-hmm. in a in a particular way. The song, uh, as you move from stanza to stanza to stanza, you go through different episodes in this in Charlie's life. The whole song was inspired by a minor character in season two of the BBC huge hit cultural milestone drama Downton Abbey. One of the maids had a baby uh, who was uh, from one of the soldiers who was in the uh, Abbey as a, when they were doing the war hospital thing. And then this uh, servant girl, Ethel, got pregnant by this major guy who then goes back into the war and then he dies. And then uh, the, the house staff help her have the baby and try to keep it a secret and everything. And um, sadly, the writers didn't pick up what happened to Charlie after season two, or, you know, and Ethel was not on the show anymore. It just went away by season three. But I thought to myself, I was really moved by this. I was a super fan of the show when it was out around the same time the song was written, 2010, 2011, 2012. And I thought, what would happen to this cat uh, in the decades after the period of the show? And it's the the story that I tell picks up when he is kind of reaching middle age and his mother is is older, but um, has been single all her life. But she meets this nice elderly gentleman and they want to get married. Charlie is really struggling with this idea. So it's it's supposed to be kind of set in England. And I don't know if any of that scans but it's it's supposed to kind of to go over the course of kind of like early century, kind of up into the 40s and 50s. Like the the, the bit about there's a dog in outer space is the Russian uh, satellite Laika with with the dog, and it so it it starts in like 1955 and looks back in time. If, yeah, if I, I don't know that that I don't know that that's something that if if you can't place it, mm-hmm. although it, you do start by saying Charlie was a kid in the 20s. Right. Um, gave it up in the 30s, but never went to war. And, you know, that's that's kind of the other than, um, yeah, the outer space reference. You don't really get the idea that this is Downton Abbey fan fiction. <laughs> right. <laughs> and I've been and this is a, this is probably a spoiler alert. And I I hesitate even to put it out there but you know you you only live once so so what the heck i've i've it's it's sort of a fan favorite not that i have oodles of fans but a lot of people really enjoy this song for a lot of reasons and most of them have only heard it sort of in live settings so they just get a thumbnail sketch idea of what it's about so you you're right you i think you can enjoy it without knowing that atomic detail of it being fan fiction yeah oh yeah definitely i i think there's definitely it definitely comes through the vibe of it Lyrically, musically, it comes across as um, found family. Ah, there That's you probably go. Probably the best the best way I can put it is that you know the fa- the family you're born with versus the family that you find or finds you. Mm-hmm. That that in other words, there's a, a redemptive quality to ah. what this person who is singing this. Uh-huh. This, this lyric like it's it's one part narrator and one part <laughs> yeah. um pro- protagonist sure. and observer 
um, that's all in right. one. Right. So, so so Charlie never talks in the song. Right. It's it's told from the perspective of the the elderly gentleman who's trying to reach out to him and befriend him, uh, which is a very difficult and hard thing to do. If anybody out there listening has had um, parents remarry after the death or divorce of, of, a, of a parent, it's 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 a hard sell sometimes. I'm trying to make it redemptive. And I'm trying to give it a happy ending. I'm trying to, I don't quite give it away. I let the listener make up their own conclusion about what's going to happen. I want it to be just on the edge of this breakthrough of like, life's going to be okay. This is going to be for, for the good. Well, I think that's apparent because I I think that, you know, you leave it open-ended because Char or how you do it is Charlie doesn't have a, uh, a response yeah, <laughs> but right. it's open ended. But but the way it ends is that it's open ended for Charlie to respond, and so you can take it however you want. Sure. Wow, I didn't realize I was doing all of that when I put it together. <laughs> <laughs> I really loved this uh, exercise in literary criticism that that we did today, Eric. This was really fun. <laughs> yeah, and thanks for giving it such a deep listen. That that means a lot. Oh yeah, no problem. Yeah, I love it. You know, sure. It's it's always great to to have. Um, you know, it's it's a fine line as somebody who knows the person who created ah. the work to not say things that like you know you know I'll exaggerate, <laughs> but like man, you know, what are you doing here? You're tra- you're making like a Dylan song, or you're doing this, you know, that kind of stuff. And it's like okay, hold up, like it's just Tom, right, right, right. but it's. But at the same time, like, it's Tom who I've known sure. for over 20 years. Well, this has been really fun because I've discovered things about how people that I've known as long as you have how they felt about and responded to my music and my playing that I, that I never knew. It's like, we've been, I've been so busy doing this and doing it and doing it. And um, for whatever reason, it's like the first time I've actually stopped and asked people, what do you think about all of this? (laughs) Yeah. Like, I mean, like, for example, I can, I won't name a song, but I know in particular, there's a specific song of yours that I know is a favorite among friends uh-huh. And there's a reason for that. It's because it's a shared experiential song. But I wasn't there for that original experience, okay. but I kind of secondhand live the experience. Sure. Um, whenever I hear you play it, it's Streets of Chicago. Oh, yeah, good. So good. there, and, and the great thing about that, again, different type of song, you're right. not telling a story there, you're merely. You're using lyrics and music to evoke a vibe uh-huh. of an experience. Yeah. But if you experienced that experience <laughs> firsthand, yeah. it's almost like you're telling the story, but it's different for whoever's listening to Ah, wow. That's great. That's cool. I'm glad we touched on streets. You're the third guest who has spontaneously brought it up. <laughs> So if, if, if you're a faithful listener, you'll, you'll get to hear what different people think about that song as, as we go. I'm glad, I'm glad to add to the thread. That's cool. Well, thank you, Eric. 
and let me give you an official thank you for for joining today keep on keep on being awesome dude thank you yeah you're welcome man thanks for having me